Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with the lead pastor from Emmanuel Church, Danny Anderson. Welcome back to all of our wonderful listeners. Well, last month we started talking about being unreasonable Mm. and we went through a lot of the why, but we stopped at the how. It was like a cliffhanger. And so we're back this month with the how of how to be unreasonable. And if you missed the first episode, because again, this is episode two of a two part um, talk, then you want to go back and listen to one because Mm, this one probably won't make as much sense. But could you give us like just a a brief recap of what we talked about? Yes. So last, uh, well, welcome back again to our listeners. (laughs) Exactly. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, We value your time. Hopefully we add value to your life. So last time we talked about how we all kind of start off with big dreams when mm-hmm, we're kids, right? Mm-hmm. We want to be astronauts. We want to be in the Air Force. We right. want to do great things with our life. But over time, voices come into our life, whether it's from coaches or parents or friends or whoever, the right, culture, right. Uh, and they tell us, hey, you know, calm down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not going to be an astronaut, right? right? You're not going to the Olympics. Right. You're not good enough, tall enough, smart enough. You don't know the right people. You're not rich enough, whatever. Exactly. And over time, we listen to those voices and we end up you know, shrinking our vision mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we settle into an average existence. And I love the story you told about your dad yeah. uh, last time. And, you know, he really wanted to be a dentist and and the voices in, around him said, no, we, right. we work on railroads. You mm-hmm. know, we're a rail, railroad family. And... Um, and and so he sort of settled. Yeah, for him. Yeah, that mm. was a settle for him. Yeah, and that was tough. And never stopped telling that story all the way until, you know, his later years and when he passed away, he still told the story. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about how in order to bust through that or get past that, we have to be unreasonable. We use, we, we looked at a quote from George Bernard Shaw. I'll say it again because it's so good. Yeah. Uh, he said, the, the reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. Mm. Basically meaning that advancement in this life in any way I mean, whether it's in the culture or whether it's in your personal life, it requires an unreasonable person to push forward. And so that's kind of what we talked about last time. Again, you can go back and check it out on last month's podcast. Uh, But then we said, hey, you know, you asked me, how do we do that? It was like, "Uh, well, let's talk about that next time. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are. And I love that this talk um, also got birthed out of you doing this for our seniors, yes. our high school seniors when they were graduating, because this, that is a, you get some of this when you're young, you certainly do. People uh, stomp on your dreams a little when you're young. And then when it comes time to make decisions on what career path, uh, you can go back on those voices and you're like, oh, I can't. I remember when so-and-so said that I actually can't choose this career path. So I thought that that was mm. very poignant for the seniors. But, man, we do it as adults, too. Sure. Especially to now when people change careers several different times, a lot of you can'ts come, in, come mm-hmm. into play mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us how, because I know people want to know, and I want to I want to walk through them. Yeah, yeah. So I basically have five ideas I wanted to share today uh, about how to be unreasonable. The first one is absolutely perhaps the most critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to start by rejecting the negative voices, rejecting okay. the limiting voices in your life. And there are tons of them. They come from friends, as I mentioned, family, 
uh, coaches, mm -hmm. people, and like you had a you had a teacher tell you, hey, yeah, you know, uh, girls aren't as good as math at Fourth math grade. as, as mm -hmm. boys are. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to reject these voices, and if because if you don't, they will limit your dreams. They will cut your dreams in half, and you will settle for an average life. And for me, for me, honestly, uh, because I was a younger brother, the little brother of three, <laughs> yeah, th this was intuitive because mm. I just had two older brothers that were always saying stuff to me. You know, so it was like inside of me to reject what they were saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> and right, to reject right. what my mom was saying. And that got me into a lot of trouble. And right. a lot of that was just flat out disobedience when it wasn't, I'm not advocating that today. No, no, no. But I'm advocating rejecting the limiting voices, the voices in your head that have, that say you can't do that. Here, let me give you an example. Years ago when I was probably uh, 20 years old, 21, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, wanted to marry Jackie. Mm -hmm. I was a uh, senior in college and uh, didn't have any money <laughs> and I didn't have a job, Right. right. but I wanted to get married. Yeah. So I, I learned about this organization on, on the campus of Liberty University that was recruiting people to go out and be door-to-door -door salesmen, you know, Ooh, and tough. through the summer. Yeah. And maybe some of us have heard of these organizations, these companies, and um, the particular company that recruited me was Thomas Nelson Publishers. And... And they told me this. They said, "Hey, listen. If you do what we do, well, if we if you do what we say, and, and mm -hmm. you follow these scripts, mm -hmm. you know, you can make about ten thousand dollars in about ninety days." And I was like, "Sign me up! Mm -hmm. Sign me up!" So I went home, told my dad what I was going to do. I said, "Dad, I'm going to be a door to door salesman. I need some cash. I want to marry Jackie." And he says to me, "That's a dumb idea." You you can't be successful doing that. People do not buy stuff from door to door salesmen. Yeah. And this is what he said to me. He looked me right in the face and said, "You'll be home in two weeks." I. And I was like, "Done." I was like, "That was like fire me up, yes. sign me up." It's all I needed to hear mm -hmm. is someone say you can't do it, <laughs> and because it's just in me to reject those limiting voices. And yeah. so I went out there and I went to sales school for a week. You yeah. had to go for a full week. I learned all the sales talks, memorized them, how to overcome objections, blah, 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 how many hours you have to put in, how many doors you have to knock on, how many presentations you have to make. Uh, and I made $12,500 in 90 days. Amazing. Yeah. And so now I'm not puffing myself up. I just did what they told me to do. Right, right, right. And, and if I would have listened to my dad, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I would have stayed home. I would have worked at a, you know, a fast food place and he probably made $3,000 for the yeah. summer, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so if we're going to really fulfill our dreams and we have to, we have to reject those limiting voices in our life. I think that's super hard though, because we are, um, everybody is taught like get a mentor or seek wise counsel or talk to somebody that's where you want to be. And if you start talking to people and they say, I don't know if you should do that or not, you almost like need permission to push back on that. Mm -hmm. You've mm -hmm. got to use your own judgment. If you know that this is something that you should pursue, it's a dream that's put in your heart. You know, you, you can feel you were made to do this then you're saying we have permission, even if it's somebody that we respect, to push back on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And not just push back, but reject. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, a tough bit one. crazy. I'm yeah, glad I mean, you put it as number one so yeah, we can you, work on it first. We're talking about being unreasonable. Yes, yes. We're talking about being unreasonable. No, that's good. That's good. That's a tough idea. And I can I can see people uh, sitting with their minds like they're driving and they're just thinking through like, yeah, I should have pushed back on that. Mm -hmm. I should have pushed back on that. And I'm sure all of us have an experience where we listen to that limiting voice 
Mm-hmm. So we didn't start the business or we didn't go back and get the yeah. degree or we didn't do the thing. And, and now we're kicking ourselves saying, yes. why did I listen to her? Why did I listen to him? I should have, I should have pursued my dream. I should have went and got the degree. I should have whatever. And, and now we're living with regret. Oh, yeah. I hate regret. I do too. I do too. So push back, reject those voices. What's the next idea on the how? Number two is be willing to work longer and harder than anybody else. Yeah. Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. Whatever your dream is, if it's if it's significant, which I believe all of us have something significant to do in our life. We talked about this in the last podcast. We mm-hmm. said that God has put us on this earth for a purpose, a destiny. There's mm-hmm. something he wants mm-hmm. us to do to change people's lives, to impact people's lives, right? Ephesians 2.10, God has, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he's prepared in advance for us to do. Yeah. That's an amazing verse, by the way, Ephesians 2.10. Please look that up, study it. Um, if all that's true, and it is, well, if we're going to live into that dream, it's going to require every fiber of, of energy and strength that we have. It's not just going to happen mm-hmm. because we did, we work eight hours a day or a 40 hour week. Like a 40 hour week is not going to cut it. No. When it comes to your dream, it's not going to cut it. Like when I say unreasonable, I mean in unreasonable in the sense that you're sort of obsessed. Yeah. And you can't put hours on that or a time frame on that. No. Uh, I, I was uh, doing a little research on Kobe Bryant and, and I hesitate to talk about Kobe because I only really like to talk about Michael <laughs> Jordan. The greatest was of all time. <laughs> yes, but, but Kobe was a close second, right? He actually copied MJ's moves, and so oh, okay. he, he did. He did, and 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 he even admitted it. That's okay. <laughs> um, but that guy was obsessed. Yeah. He was unreasonable. He would work out minimum two times a day, sometimes three times a day. Yeah. To hone his craft, he when his teammates were done practicing or after a game, they would go out. He wouldn't go out. Yeah. He would stay and practice longer. He would show up earlier. He was absolutely unreasonable. Now, he paid a price for that. His teammates really didn't like him, if you do the research. Yeah. Because he was always in obsessed mode, mm-hmm. beast mode. Well, he got results from that. Yeah. He is one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game because he was unreasonable. He put in more work than no one outworked Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Except for Michael Jordan. Oh, <laughs> for heaven's sake. Now well, I now now he, he, I'm not advocating that we work that hard. I'm just saying that when it comes to your work ethic or my work, the people, our listeners, there's more in the can. There's more that we could be doing. We're not putting in the effort that we can put in on our dream, and and it's going to require that effort. I, I'll never forget we we did a, a series. I can't even remember what the series was about, but I talked about um, the guy who wrote uh, the book. Um, oh my gosh, my mind's going blank. Um, you can't hurt me, mm-hmm. David Goggins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we talked about how uh, that guy is, is is crazy. He's a little bit nuts. <laughs> he really is. He's Talk about dense. an unreasonable person. He was running a hundred mile race to qualify right. for for another race that was a hundred miles or whatever, and he and he was trying to lose a hundred pounds. That's what I was gonna say. It all started because he was trying to lose hundred yeah, pounds. Yeah. Right. And so he's in this race. He hasn't run. He's not trained. And and during the race, he like basically fractures his shins. <sighs> so and painful. I can't even think about and it. And so he takes a break and he tapes his legs up so that he can finish the 100-mile race. And yeah. he finishes the race on broken legs. Unbelievable. And, and he came up with this idea called the 40% rule. Basically, the 40% rule in the book, he talks about this. He mm-hmm. says the 40% rule is when when you think you've gone all done all that you can do and you're totally exhausted, exhausted you've only put in 40%. In other words, you have 60% left in the can. 
And he proved that with his life he and did. his, and the way he runs and all the things that he, he's got the pull up record or he used to have the pull up record, Guinness, uh, Guinness world record for pull ups. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, but the guy lives it out. Yeah. You know, and I don't hear you saying like, so if you're going to do this unreasonable thing, you're going to have to like turn your back on your family or, or like totally wreck the time that you would have, um, being, with God or with whatever meditating or whatever it is that you do as a listener. But what you're saying is there's a lot more you have to give. And that that's a painful truth because I'm thinking of how much I watched Netflix yesterday. (laughs) And I think I show up pretty hard most days. Yes, you do. Yesterday I thought, meh, I'll have a couple episodes. And then before bed, I looked at everybody's Instagram to see how the world's doing. And that <laughs> that right there, uh, that, and I felt like I had left it all on the court yesterday, but the truth is there was three hours. Mm. Well, you know, they're 45 mm. minutes on Netflix, but like you get what I'm saying. <laughs> sure. We could approximate three hours that were not productive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And didn't actually feed my soul at all mm-hmm. either or mm-hmm. or move me to the next level or help with a passion project I'm working on or, mm-hmm. you know, fill in the blank. Absolutely. And so I'm not advocating that people don't have downtime, but I definitely didn't use all 24 of my hours productively mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. So when I hear that 40%, that's where my mind goes for the other 60. Like, what's that fat you can trim? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you think that's what he's saying? Like, there's, look around, there is that other percentage. Absolutely. There's there's just, there's more capacity inside of us yeah. than what we're currently, you know, using. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and that's going to, our dream, if we're going to see it come to fruition, is going to require us to use more capacity. Yeah. We're not going to yeah. get it done in 40 hours a week. No. Mm-mm. No, not at all. So what's the third idea of the how? Yeah, so this one, um, I just have noticed over time working with people, having my own family, three teenagers, um, helping people. I wrote it like this. Instead of looking for reasons why something cannot be done, stack up reasons why it can be done. And this is so critical to being unreasonable because our natural tendency to look at a challenge or difficulty is to is to think of why well i can't do this because uh i don't have enough money i can't do this because i don't have the degree i can't do this because i don't have the experience i can't do this because i don't know the right people right it's so natural for people to do this it blows my mind uh my children do this my friends do this i have some friends who do this yeah um and what I've noticed is that the people who are living out their dreams, they actually do the exact opposite. Yeah. They come up with a stack of reasons of why they can do something. Yeah. And it's not like yes. the other reasons don't exist of why they can't do it. They just don't focus on it. Right. Uh, I, I'll give you a, a, a latest example in our life, and you've kind of watched this happen in the last six months. Last year, my wife came across a house that it was like our dream house. You know, mm-hmm. it had everything that we wanted in privacy and 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 uh, the size of the house. And the only problem was is that it needed a total renovation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so we looked at it. We loved it. And 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 instead of immediately going towards well. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
here's why we can't do this. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, it's too much money. It's uh, it needs a total renovation on the first floor, second floor, third floor. It needs this. It needs that. Uh, instead of coming up with a list of all the reasons why we couldn't, yeah. we started making a list of all the reasons why we could. Yeah. And that's where we focused our attention. Well, we could do this, and we could fix this. We could maybe get some money this way. Blah blah blah. And before we knew it, we had compelling reasons to actually go try to get this house. And now six months later, uh, we're about ready to move in. It's very, very exciting. Yeah. And the project is is almost finished. And and it it, it was really, 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 really hard the last six months because <laughs> we've been living in a 1,300 yeah. square foot <laughs> rental property. And uh, but the vision has come into reality because we stacked up reasons why we could do it instead yeah. of giving into the reasons why we shouldn't. This is so good, especially um, I'm somebody who is like, let's do a pro and cons list. And if the cons outweigh it, then I'm like, eh, well, we probably shouldn't try it. Or we pro-. Now, I'm, I'm tenacious as a person, like I'll still work hard on it, but definitely I look at all those cons and without fail, you can find a million cons to like your 10 pros. So looking at it from a different perspective of, no, I re- we really want to do this. This We're sure that this is something we want to do. Let's do the pros and we'll bust through the cons. Mm-hmm. The brick wall, we'll go around it, over it, through it, whatever it is that we need to do. And, and I really love that from a professional standpoint too, because there are very rarely things that we do as a church organization that the first look at it is, yeah, that, that seems like it would be super easy. Let's just make that decision <laughs> and move on it. It always has something that we're going to have to bust through, something that we're going to have to be finding the way yes. around. Because yes. if you sat and thought only of, because you don't have little kids with you and Jackie in a 1300 square foot house. You have teenagers that are adult size humans. And they're bigger than me. (laughs) So (laughs) when you get into that such, and you have one that comes back and forth from college. So that like that alone would have stifled some people. I think that, that hurdle to jump over, go around, bust through. You want to know that a couple, another big one is like, Mm -hmm. Oh, prices for everything's gone up and who's going to do the work. And Oh my gosh, you can't trust contractors. All that stuff. We could have made a list of all that stuff. Right. You know, but instead we started to make a list of, well, this person can do it. This person could do it. Maybe we could pay for it this way. And it's just a focus. Where is your focus going to be? Is it going to, you're going to focus on the reasons why it can happen or how it can happen. And that's just a, that's a choice that each person makes. And I've just noticed that the people who are are living their dreams yeah. have this unreasonable quality because they're focusing on how. Yeah. yeah. How, what are the reasons we can do this? And then they're, they're, they're focusing on how to make it happen. I love that. I love that. So what's our fourth idea on the how? So the fourth idea comes from a book that actually you and I read a couple of years ago Yes. Uh, called The Obstacle is the Way. So yes. that's what I put down. Uh, see the obstacle as the way. <laughs> Now, that comes from a quote from Marcus Aurelius, who said this. I love this quote. The whole book was based on this uh, by the book. By the way, the the author of that book is Ryan Holiday. Fantastic book for our listeners if you Mm -hmm. want to pick that up. Mm -hmm. Um, Ryan Holiday, The Obstacles Away. He says, uh, he quotes Marcus Aurelius, The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. And here's what he means by that. Yeah, it takes a while to get your mind around that. The thing that is... The obstacle in our path mm-hmm. actually 
becomes the path actually becomes the way to achieve the goal. Absolutely. And that is just not intuitive. No. Reasonable mm-hmm. people, and, and, and I'm not bashing anybody, but reasonable people will look at the obstacle and say, well, see, this is why we shouldn't have done this. Yes. We've got this big obstacle. I told right. you. I told you so. I, I told you we shouldn't have done it. Yes. Now we don't have the money. I told you it was more expensive. I told I told you we couldn't go back to do to school at night, you know, because now we're overwhelmed. I told you it's, it would take. Yes. And so people look at the obstacle and they see a stop sign. Yeah. What Marcus Aurelius is saying is you see the obstacle, you see a, a green light. Yeah. This is actually the path. This this obstacle is going to create a scenario where we're going to have to use our brains to be more creative. We're going to have to talk to some different people. We're yeah. going to have to come up with some different options. We're going to have to become stronger, deeper people yeah. of character, mm-hmm. more persevering. We're going to have to develop character to figure this out, to overcome this challenge. And so the so people who are unreasonable actually see their obstacles as opportunities. Yeah to push the dream, to push the vision forward. And, and I've seen this play out with our church, Yeah, you know, with, co- with COVID, you know, we're an organization that thrives upon people gathering physically. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's in our book. Do not and, for, forsake yeah. meeting together. It's there, so. <laughs> and all of a sudden we can't meet together. Right. Exactly. So now we've got this obstacle, right? Yeah. And, and we get in a room as leaders and we're like, okay, you know, how does an organization that, that, that depends upon physically meeting, how do we function Yeah. when we can't meet together? Yeah. And so we started to come up with uh, ideas. The obstacle, the obstacle obstacle became the way for us. Mm-hmm. We started to say, let's pour into our online experience. Let's yep. revamp that. Let's yep. add, enhance it. Let's get this out to our people in a better way. We had, or- we had already had the on- online experience, but yes. we made it. We made it far better. We added cameras. Yeah. We added people. Um, Absolutely. We, you came up with a great idea called Heart Touches through the pandemic. Right. That we were going to touch our people yeah. through a text message, through a phone call, through an email, through a handwritten note. Yep. And just to stay in contact with them, let them know that we that we love them, we care about them. And then you also, your team, I don't, I can't remember who. Well, yeah, our uh, impact team, the and that's what we call our volunteers here, mm-hmm. came up with Party to the People mm. and bringing, it, bringing a celebration that we had every year out to actually people's houses. And it was the staff at Emanuel at that time that executed all of that. Mm. Every, and I'll tell you what, because the vision stayed in front, the vision didn't change, but the execution was the obstacle and that became the way. Mm-hmm. And people stayed on the impact team. They stayed connected through the online campus. Tell 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 our listeners what that what the staff actually did. So we had at that time seventeen hundred um, impact team members across all of our campuses, and the staff uh, put together um, like balloon and. A gift bag and took instead of having our appreciation party where we could all gather together and have all of them come to one campus they drove out to all of our impact team members or if they were part of our online campus impact team they got a mailed package in the mail but um, the staff then took it on their shoulders and they did things like there was a group of them that dressed up and brought uh, an 80s uh, boom box with them and played 80s music and dressed in 80s or there 
uh, my group did cheerleaders. We showed up at, at people's yards and tied balloons on their house and just said, thank you, you know, because we were doing a lot of things through front glass doors at mm-hmm, that time. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't have contact with one another uh, because of COVID. But it, they, you could look across neighborhoods little pockets of neighborhoods in just my cul-de-sac alone there were 13 balloons flying (laughs) and you could look and just see a sea of these red e's that were uh but that were across all the mailboxes but the whole point was to help people continue to come to christ and grow Mm -hmm. in christ which is our vision yeah and by having those balloons there, now your neighbors know that you're part of Emmanuel. You've been recognized for the work that you did at Emmanuel. And we were still able to uh, help our volunteers feel loved in mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. that kept them connected to the so church yeah. so that they could stay connected to the vision. And um, the autonomy of giving it to the staff, too, and encouraging them to do it their way um, was was great too for our staff morale because mm. when you are a people that are used to serving people on the ground and now it's like I can't be around people and I'm a people person you know we have a lot of extroverts on our team and introverts but still it it also boosted them and yeah. boosted our staff in a time when um, it could have been very discouraging to be a ministry leader. So good. So good. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that, so COVID was the obstacle mm-hmm. and that created an opportunity for us to fulfill our vision in a different way. Absolutely. And that is what unreasonable people do. They do not look at obstacles and, and see a stop sign. They look at it and they see a go sign, a green yeah. sign. Yeah. So that's really good. So what's our fifth idea in the how? Okay, this one's my, excuse me, I'll end with this one. This is my favorite one. Um, If you want to be unreasonable, you have to develop your faith. Okay. Now, I know not all of our listeners are people of faith. Our hope is that you would become a person of faith. (laughs) But this is obviously near and dear to us. I lead lead a church with you. Yeah. uh, And uh, faith is at the core of who we are. And, And what I mean by faith is belief. Yes. Belief that great things are possible. Belief that um, wonderful things can happen with mm-hmm. God's help. Um, so I read the Bible every day. Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons why I read it is because it is a book of faith. And hardly mm-hmm. a day goes by where I don't read something in the Bible where I see divine, miraculous activity. I was reading the other day in the book of Luke and, and uh, you know, the angel comes to Mary and tells Mary that she's going to become pregnant and mm-hmm. the baby is not going to be from a man. It's going to be from the Holy Spirit and she's going to give birth to a baby and she's going to name him Jesus and Jesus is going to save his people from their sins. Yeah. Right? So, so, so picture yourself, you're married, you're, you're, you're a teenager, right? <laughs> right, right. And, and uh, you've never been with a man and you're going to become pregnant and oh, by the way, he's going to be the son of God. And so, because this is just so, in a, in a sense, ridiculous right, right. to hear this information, you know, before she could even respond, the angel says this in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. Right. Just to let her know, I know what you just heard was mm-hmm. crazy. I know that you are probably struggling to swallow this pill. Yeah. But you have to understand when God is involved, nothing is impossible. That's right. And so when you look at the Bible, it, this isn't just for, for, for Mary. This is for believers. Like when you have faith in God, like 
great things are possible mm-hmm. in your life. And mm-hmm. so you start to develop this mindset that, you know what, if God wants me to start a business, I'll start a business. Gonna right. start, if God wants me to go back and get this degree, I'm going to get that. You know, if God wants me to, this marriage to be healed and, 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 and forgiveness, I think there's going to be forgiveness. Like yeah. nothing is impossible with God. And with that mindset going through life, you can literally dream again. You can start to dream about that thing that you've always wanted to do because you believe deep down in your heart that with God, this thing is possible. It's so critical that we develop our faith. That just undergirds everything that that you've said uh, in the first four ideas. And I think it, I think one of the things that you bring to light for us a lot of times is the same God that was speaking to Mary is the God that speaks to us mm-hmm. and that watches over us and that wants, you know, good for you in that nonprofit, wants good for you in the business that you in your marriage, in in your parenting and in your friendships with people too. And and I really appreciate that. I appreciate to develop yeah, your faith. So so practically speaking for us at at our church, we believe that um, we can launch a campus in every county in Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Right. You know, I don't even know how many counties there are. How many? It's like over 50, I think. For sure. Right? I don't know so, either. <laughs> well, it, it's pro- probably, maybe I'm way off. Am I way off? Oh, it's higher. <laughs> okay, it's a lot more than 50. But right now we have, you know, six campuses and, and the why not dream about a campus in every county, you know? And then why right. not dream about campuses out, out of state? Right. In Ohio mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, other connecting states. Well, we are. Mm-hmm. And the reason mm-hmm. we're dreaming about that is because we believe that that with God's help, all things are possible. Right. And so that's that's uh, that's why faith is such a critical piece to, to being unreasonable. Absolutely. Reasonable people would say, that's impossible. Yeah. Or why do, do you even need that? Yeah. That's yeah. A, you, You're can't good. Do, you can't do that. How many yeah. churches are doing that? You How know? many churches? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well... Let's recap those five ideas again, if you miss them. Um, one is reject the voices. Two, be willing to work longer and harder than anyone else. Three, start looking for reasons why you can, not why it cannot be done, but why it can be done. Four, see the obstacle as the way. And five, develop your faith. These are great ideas uh, to get you moving or to get you unstuck. If you know that you've had a dream that you pushed on pause because you didn't reject voices before, man, this is great for you to grab onto and to get moving. Are there any last thoughts or words you have for us before we go? Yeah, I think all of this is motivated, you know, by my des- my desire and the desire God has put in my heart to, to see people fulfill the dream, you know, <clears throat> the purpose of why God put them on this planet, mm-hmm. and and uh, it hurts my heart when when uh, when I see people fall short yeah. of their potential because of a limiting voice in their life or a limiting belief in their life. And so, I just want our listeners listeners to know God has put you on this planet for a specific purpose. Mm. He has uh, uh, an objective for you to accomplish. He has people that He wants to touch you know, through your life. Yeah. And it's your responsibility and your job to, 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 to embrace that, figure out what that is and step into it and to live it. And so today is a little bit about how to do that. 
That's wonderful. That's wonderful. If you want to learn more about Emanuel Church, you can go to eclife.org and catch some of Pastor Danny's sermons there, talks. And there's also uh, all the information about our multi-sites and microsites that we've talked about today. Additionally, we love having you rate and share this. And if you live in the greater Indianapolis area and you see us out and about, mm. you're such an encouragement every week when you when you tell us about the podcast. We'd also love to hear what you want to hear about. And you can do that um, through uh, going to eclife.org as well. If you wanted to pick up any of the books that Pastor Danny talked about today, those will be in the show notes. And we can't wait to talk with you and have you back next month. God bless, guys. 